Good evening is October the 4th, 2000. Is it 2020 or 2020? It's whatever the fuck you want to say. <laughs> Good evening is 2000 and it's whatever the fuck I want to say. And it's show 146. Here we go. Good evening. Welcome back. This is uh, show number 146. I am your host, Gummo. And I'm Crash. And when together we do this little thing uh, once a week, you know, where we talk to you, you know, hackers kind of thing, you know. But Something like that. Yeah. I think it's just a it's discussion about it's just, whatever we yeah, have uh, kind of floating in our mind. Yeah. It's just whatever, right? And yeah, man. here we are, man. Back again. Back again. You know, the, <laughs> the last show was pretty cool where we talked about Stega malware, man. Oh, yeah. That was I, really that's, cool. that's some serious stuff, man. Yeah. You can literally take a picture of a, of a QR code and just have some shit execute now. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, we talked about how, um, what a secure, you know, how to, what a secure operating system is and, and what, what we think is a good secure operating system. Yeah. It was a good show. You know, and that was, uh, that was on show 145. So folks check out 145, you know, it's, uh, there's a, there's a, there are a few educational things we talk about here, you know, just yeah. a couple I'd, I'd say know, so. for educational purposes only, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a, you know, it's whatever. So what's, what's been popping, man? How was your week, man? I, I know I ask you that all the time, man, but, you know, it, w did you get some rest this week or something like that? Yeah, you know, just because uh, I, I, was, I was out there surfing a lot, uh, hanging right out, you know, catching some waves, um, soaking in the sun, that kind of thing. Just trying to keep my distance from everyone. I mean, I, I hit you up a couple of times. I know that we got some barbecue. <laughs> Oh, did uh, we get some barbecue? Now, that was some good barbecue. Oh, my God. We went to a barbecue place called, what was it, Woody's? I think yeah. so, yeah. Woody's Barbecue on um, Atlantic and University Boulevard here in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. And, man. The chicken. Oh, I got we got some chicken. We got some. Oh. So good. So good. You want to tell the folks what we got? Yeah, we got some chicken. We got some ribs. We got some toast. Um, the the Texas toast. Oh my god, it's garlic toast actually, not Texas toast. But either way, God. Uh, so real barbecue. Yeah, some real barbecue. And what kind of ribs did you get? Were they the St. Louis ribs? You know what? what oh, uh, they, I think the people don't know what you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were there. The uh, <laughs> short baby back. Should the baby backs? Yeah. Yes, they were. They, they were, were really tender. Oh my. <laughs> It's not, they don't serve that in Chicago, man. No, they don't. They really don't. See, that's why we're here because mm -hmm. we, we had a lack of barbecue. You know, that, that <laughs> and a lack of sauce choice. There are, there's an abundance of sauces. Too down many here. sauces. Yeah, you can get, you can get <laughs> sauce, you know, made from anything ketchup, mustard, anything. E even mayonnaise. Yeah, crazy man. Abundant yeah. amount. Of, I like an that, abundance. Man. An abundant amount of sauce choices. It's, it's absurd how much like choice of sauce we have. 
you know, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I don't think we can ever get enough, you know, because I'm such a barbecue of aficionado. Right. And I just mm-hmm. love barbecue, man. I mean, it's gotta be barbecue. It's gotta be, it's gotta be some, some, something cooked over a flame right so some, yeah. some really good stuff right but you know um mostly though you know i you know i, I don't eat it you know i cook it or I, i'll go and we'll hang out and i'll try a wing or something like that but yeah you know um yeah have, it was delicious have you ever had a uh, a caveman steak a caveman i have yeah. never had a caveman steak oh my god I, I, <laughs> all right so those for people that don't know Caveman steaks are essentially uh, steaks, any kind you want, T-bone, ribeye, porterhouse, you know, whatever, your, your choice of cut. And it's literally just laid onto the hot coals of a fire. So, so I'm assuming that these are natural wood coals that you you put the stick on because I wouldn't typically wanna, yeah yeah and of Ty- course not you don't want to use lighter fluid or anything no like you want to start it in a natural way the fire yeah. I mean and caveman steak yeah you know start you start the fire the way a caveman would start it typically with friction <laughs> so. Or but could you start the fire with like a match or would it would yeah, you have to you start could. with a string and, That'd a, and be a rubber the easy, band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the easier, more modern. A lighter, way. yeah. Well, either a lighter or a match. It doesn't matter. I but, mean, yeah. I mean, um, but yeah, with the with the rubber band and sticks and stuff, that'd be kind of, that, that's, that's funny. Well, hey, you know, I, I was an Eagle. I did earn my Eagle Scout badge when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, I'm not kidding. Hey, well, cool. Uh, you know, and another thing that's cool, too. Yeah, you look about three shades darker as well. So uh, I, I, I would I would lean more into the uh, sand, suntan uh, r- repellent lotion stuff, man, uh, yeah. if I were you. Uh, but looking good, man. You look good. You've got a nice little aura around you, you know. You're smiling. And, and that's, uh, you know, yeah, it looks uh, cool, man. Well, yeah. uh, you know, it's the, the barbecue was... Uh, an amazing adventure as well. I, I really uh, enjoyed the French fries. They were really good. They, they're, they're French fries. They're, they're not, they're not like, you know, like it's just, it's, it's for me, it's tough, man. I mean, like if you do not have a French fry, that's just jamming, right? Like if, yeah, and, and if it's not jamming, it's not jamming, right? And so they put salt on their French fries mm-hmm. at Woody's Barbecue. And when I tasted those French fries, I was like, oh, hell no. This is one, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm dunking it in the uh, mustard barbecue sauce. Yeah, that, I, that's my favorite, too, is, oh my is God. the mustard-based. It was, it was incredible, man. Yeah. I, <clears throat> you know, I... Uh, uh, you know, I, I I feel I feel like uh, the food options here for some reason are just limitless compared to when I was in or when we were rather in Chicago. Uh, even though Chicago has a lot of good dives and all of this, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like I don't know, man. Maybe it's just a different flavor, atmosphere, more casual, laid back. You know, you don't have. Yeah, I think uh, know, it's a lot more comfort food. It's a lot more soul food down here. Yeah. And up north, it's there's soul food and there's comfort food, but it's it's a different variety. It's um, it, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's just a different flavor. You know, yeah, definitely a different vibe. You know, and yeah. they definitely put a lot of food on your plate here. So oh, God. too yeah. much, 
too much. No, you know? I, I no, I disagree because <laughs> if you, it's either not enough or too much, and I would rather take too much. That way, I can have a little doggy bag or something, and just take it home if I, if, if I want to. <laughs> That's know? I'm not used to doggy bags, right? You know, in, in yeah. Chicago, you always leave the table hungrier. So. Well, I mean, in fine dining, I believe that that yeah. they should be minimal portions. That way, you can actually experience what the chef has prepared. But yeah. if you're if you're eating because a you want to feel good, b you want good food, and and c you want to you know fill up, right? Then I think it's great that they give us uh, huge ass portions. Yeah, no doubt, man. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's great. (laughs) Hey, uh, I wanted to, um, I I did want to just send a secret message out there because I needed to uh, send a verification to someone. Uh, Hey, Mark. Yeah, uh, I will see you around Thanksgiving. So uh, check your email. Uh, And so um, with that, a little secret message out there. And (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. It just gets weirder by the day, dude. Yeah, it really does. You know, I'll tell you what. Uh, a lot of things have been happening. You know, everything is always happening. You know, when you go to sleep at night, things are happening. When you wake up in the morning, things are happening. Or if, but you can know, you prove it? You know, it's hard to prove. Yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> and and how really can you prove know. that things are even happening right now as we're, as we're doing this? <laughs> and I don't mean to get metaphysical or metaphorical or anything like uh-huh. that, but I mean, but, it's true. It is true. All right. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, real quick, let's run the news. All right. Uh, and that, and here we go. Uh, here, here is the latest news. Uh, the latest news actually is, uh, uh you know, uh, I always find these interesting articles and, and uh, I don't know why I find them so interesting. You know, it's, it, there's, I, I have the, I have the old iPod here, right? And it's got the, mm-hmm. uh, the flipboard thing. And, <laughs> and, I, and I look through the flipboard thing, you know, when I'm, when I'm really, and it's becoming less, right? Where I, I have less time to look through the flipboard thing on the, uh, the, the iPod here, mm-hmm. which uh, I was surprised still works. Uh, it, I've dropped it and uh, it's, it's been through four or five Chicago winners with me, many Metro trains, uh, I think I dropped it once a few flights up uh, down in some stairs and you know the thing still works never had a well I had a case on it for a year or so and then I I took the case off because it looks silly and now (laughs) I did the same thing with my my iPhone yeah uh, a few years ago yeah I took the case off yeah Yeah, I don't like cases on it it's It's silly silly. and the design of the of the device itself was made in such a way to actually showcase it yeah and not only yeah and I I like I just like, you know, the 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 feel of it much better yeah. than, you know, some plastic thing around my hand, you know, because some of them are cool, some of them yeah. are cute, you know, it's it, you know, it's to each his own. <laughs> but at the same time, I've always been the person to just take the case off because I it's it's easier to put in the pocket. Ditto. Let's get let's get to the news. Uh the world's largest cruise line operator has been hit by a cyber attack. Wow. The largest cruise line operator in the world has been hit by a ransomware attack with customer data also believed to have been accessed. It's because they have a database. That is true. They have a database. That's where that stuff stays. You know? Yeah. Uh, Carnival Corporation, which operates more than 100 vessels across 10 different brands that include Carnival Cruise Line, Princess Cruise Lines, Costa Cruises, 
notified the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission this week, or a few weeks ago, rather, after detecting the attack. Uh, in its report to the SEC, Florida-based Carnival said that its investigation so far showed that the perpetrators accessed and encrypted some of its computer data and also downloaded a number of data files. Mm-hmm. It added that it's likely the security incident also saw unauthorized access to personal data of guests and employees. Uh, the company went on to say that it believes the attack targeted only one of its brands, but added that at this stage it could not offer any assurance that the computer systems of its other brands were not affected as well. So <laughs> basically, yeah. Well, it's whatever. You know, are you ready for another cruise? Yeah. Have you ever taken a cruise? I've never taken a cruise. Uh, you know, I've I never see. been. I've never even been to like Niagara Falls or anything. <laughs> I've never been on a cruise ship yet either. You know, I've never been to the Grand Canyon. You've never been to the Grand Canyon. Never I, been you to know, the Grand I've Canyon. never been to the Grand Canyon. Hey, you know, Ice is out at the Grand Canyon, and he's coming here. That's kind of why I was I, thinking about it. <clears throat> Ice has yeah. announced that he he will be arriving here uh, in Florida uh, at the end of the month. Really? I am not kidding. Ice, uh, yeah, you need to call me as well tomorrow. Yeah, send me a message or something, man. Yeah, on the uh, other side. Yeah. Uh, Hey, more news. Hackers leak alleged internal files of Chinese social media monitoring firms. A group of hackers claims to have breached three Chinese companies that specialize in social media surveillance. Uh, They say they obtained the internal files from three Chinese social media monitoring companies. After leaking some of the documents, the group was banned by Twitter under its hacked files policy. However, uh, what is this? It, however, any of these, uh, what is this? The mm, group, no idea. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, the group goes by the name CCP Unmasked in reference to the Chinese Communist Party ruling the country. Uh, the group reached out to journalists, uh, pitching a large dump of the files. Uh, so that's you know, it's. I don't know. Uh, you know the. Uh, you know I, I kind of like you know know what's you know i you know i'm not i'm not an expert on foreign policy but i kind of really know what's going on in china we all do they're always attacking our systems my personal stuff as well and um you you know for for those that need to know what's going on in china um especially um you know uh with uh with everything and that's happening uh, in all parts of China, uh, I think mm-hmm. uh, it, it, you would be well informed to do your own uh, research in that. But uh, I wanted to bring that up because uh, it, it is of interest that uh, you know the the whole you know the whole exposure of companies like this really matter because you know the, when I you know like me Joe Sixpack you know when I sign up unsuspecting uh, for a social media site. I have some expectation to a level of privacy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then again, you know, I, you know, I'm not a well-informed uh, person that's you know, cl- uh, you know, showered in digital rights information and hacker knowledge either. So, you know, uh, a lot of people villainize the fact that you know people should be more aware and, and whatnot. But a lot of people also they should be woke. 
whatever right that's so silly right it's just that i do agree that's kind of silly yeah and you know it's just that you know people need to do their own research and and discover the things from their own perspective and accord as well they need to actually experience things for themselves is what you're saying uh, well i'll let you uh i'll let people make that decision on their own right yeah who am i who am who am i to make those decisions right right who's who's anybody though exactly and i'm I'm not i'm just you know i'm just hanging out with everybody else all right uh one more thing here uh cyber attack hobbles major hospitals uh this was of uh really uh interesting uh news as well um it, this is, you know, we already know that ransomware has been blamed for a death already, I believe, in Germany. And uh, if, if not, no, I don't think it was Germany. It was like um, Romania, Belarus, or something like that. Now, was that because of the medical equipment? Yeah, yeah. The hospital was held uh, ransom, and a patient actually died. It, mm. I, and again, you know, good, you know, people can check out check it out for themselves. But right. someone someone actually died from a ransomware attack. I believe it. So, you know, that hacker is responsible for someone's death, and, and that's n- totally not cool. Uh, and so here, here's, another, here's another consequence of that, right? So a, a computer outage at a major hospital chain thrust healthcare facilities across the United States into chaos Monday with treatment impe- uh, impeding uh, patients and doctors, uh, al- you know, already, you know, tore up from the coronavirus. Um, but nevertheless, Universal Health Services, which operates more than 250 hospitals and other clinical facilities in the United States, blamed the outage on an unspecified IT security issue uh, in a statement posted to its website, but uh, provided no real details about the incidents. Uh, furthermore, uh, the worker, the UHS workers uh, described uh, the the whole incident as a mad scramble after the outage uh, began to take hold. Uh, it, it lo- you know, emergency rooms uh, were, were shut. You know, they weren't shut down, but the waits were. There were, you know, everything had to be done by hand. Uh, there was anxiety over, um, you know, which patient has this. You know, medications evaporated. Everything yeah. evaporated because all of the systems uh, were were held ransom. Right. Uh, come to find out, this is a Fortune 500 company with 90,000 employees, and they said patient care uh, may or may not have been accessed as well. Uh, you know, these these um, <clears throat> the, these types of incidents, unfortunately, are going to continue, and uh, they're going to continue at at, at a pervasive pervasive rate, uh, a significantly higher elevation of uh, or, or frequency of attacks than uh, what what is being witnessed right now and that's and you know and, and what kind of really really made s- sort of a, a weird uh gesture from the the uh the, the united states government actually released a, a a reminder that paying ransomware is against the law so is it really th- that's according to the united states government yes so uh you know <laughs> So it's either pay the government or not the government. No, but it's, it's either the pay. government tells you not to pay the ransom. Well, no, no, no. Okay, so think about it. So right. it's either you pay and get your data back from the the attacker, right? Or you know, or you you just yeah you lose it. The government yeah. wants you. To, you know, the government, the United States government says, hey, you know, you're breaking the law if you pay a ransom, and so. 
it kind of puts it kind of puts organizations and people in sort of a double you know like a double limbo like what if you had like this master's thesis you were working on and your computer was held ransom and then you know you know you've been working on this paper for years right right what are you going to do i mean if that's what i'm saying they want ten thousand bucks for your for your piece of paper that you've worked your entire life for i mean i mean what are you going to do right yeah right exactly so that's that's kind of that kind of made uh some weird non nonsensical sense to me for some reason but uh i wanted to bring that up in and uh you know focus on the fact that you know it's it's literally you know we've talked about ransomware in the past you know and i'm, I'm quite sure we'll talk about soon when they arrive on your smartwatch or whatever oh i'm thinking about the Neuralink type malware yeah. first yeah i mean yeah i can't even imagine that i mean think about that when you have a little shadow entity fucking walking around <laughs> in your head <laughs> yeah literally in your head yeah yeah good luck with that if you oh. <laughs> jump join that boat uh all right so that's one of the things that i was uh, i wanted to touch on some news and uh Real quick, you know, because we never have enough time to do this entire podcast. It always comes and goes. You know, hey, listen, you know, uh, you know, we, you and I, you know, even with the pandemic underway, you know, we've been to, we've been to L.A., we've been to Seattle, we've been to New York, and Chicago, like four or five times, mm-hmm. and uh, and so, uh, and, and actually, we we flew down to uh, Argentina. Uh, so you know one of the th- one of the things that uh, interests interests me when I'm in a in a large city, right, is parking violators, right? People that park, you know, because it, now that I drive a lot, I pay attention to you know driving and parking and all of that stuff. And so yeah, I was in the so I, I so in these larger cities, you know, you, you've got like boots. You do you know we have the the car boot. You know, you you get the boot on the car for not paying parking tickets, yeah. or or you get the the car boot for doing you know parking it next to a fire hydrant or whatever. And so, mm-hmm. car boots are have always been an issue with car owners. And so, uh, you know, I was interested in the in the fact that you know in each city I'm in, they are pretty much the same, right? You've got mm-hmm. these big yellow pieces of steel that are are attached to your tire yeah. in some form or another that. Um, prevents you from uh driving your car and so uh you know i was thinking well wow that's uh that's you know yeah you know because i'm a hacker i I want that i want to figure out how to get it off my car you know right and so uh i I did a little research right i thumbed through the internet you know i turned on the windows uh computer and i got the startup sound and uh, I was amazed by that, by the way. You know, the whole uh, jingle that, you know, starts up with Windows. Oh, yeah. And uh, started it up, and uh, I, I opened the, the web browser up. And, and first of all, I had to change the colors. I had to invert the colors. There's too many colors. There's too many? You, you, go to the search, you, go to, you go to the search thing, and there's five, ten different colors there. And it looks like a circus, and all of those circus colors. What, what was it? So, I, you know, oh, red, yellow, green, blue, all that. It's definitely it's not a Commodore. I know. Anyhow, uh, so I went searching, and I wanted to know how to get these things off my car if I ever, unfortunately, run into this experience, right? And so I did a little, you know, <laughs> right? I didn't stop there, right? So I kept looking at other, uh, you know, because in each city, each city uses a different type of boot. Like in New York yeah. City, they have keypads on the boot. Oh, really? Yeah. And in um, 
in more low tech cities, right? They have the mechanical boot. Yeah. And in some places they have this thing. It's and I'm not kidding you. It goes on your windshield and it's called a car barnacle. The hell is a car barnacle? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It is this thing that it, it it's unfolds, right? And it uses two large suction cups. Yeah. And it sticks to your windshield. And you you literally cannot drive your vehicle with a car barnacle or supposedly with your a car barnacle on your windshield. Yeah, that sounds fucking <laughs> weird, man. It is completely freaking weird. Uh, and you know, again, you know, I've always I've always asked our listeners to, you know, l- t- you know, look at shit that we talk about. You know, take a take yeah. your own venture into how we we bring uh, these things. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, these things are really wickedly stupid, right? They they have uh, so that these are supposed to be the replacement for the traditional uh, wheel boot, right? So it goes on your windshield and it uses industrial dr- grade suction cups to stick to your windshield. The and then, yeah, and then it has a 4G connection with a 3G cellular backup um, so uh, as a fail safe. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a car barnacle on your windshield, you were to call the little 1A, uh, you were actually to, um, there's a, <laughs> you, you download their app, right? Or you visit yeah. their website or call the, the number on the car barnacle and then they will give you a code and you will enter in the code and then it will release the suction cups will release from your windshield and you can remove the car barnacle, fold it up, put it in the back of your vehicle and drop it off at any car barnacle receptacle or police station or caregiver or whatever shit like that. And it's the most ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous car disablement device I've ever seen. And so yeah. before I talk about the, before I t- continue talking about the car barnacle, I wanted to tell you about the old mechanical boots, right? Because Anyone, anyone from New York City knows this trick, right? You can, if you ever get your car booted, you can take a pin, right? Um, and it has to be a, spe- a specific pin. It's, well, at least I, at the way I knew it, it was you want to use the big pins. The, the big blue, pins? Yeah, the big pins. You can get like three of them for 99 cents at Walgreens, I think. And the, you pull the tip of the pin out, right? And you can actually, you pull the tip of the pin out and then you file the edges around the, the pin to rough it up, to rough the surface up. Yeah. And then you literally put it in the tubular lock and you can uh, actually pop the lock cover and then all you and then all you need is a screwdriver to loosen the, the lug on the uh, mechanical boot and it'll come off. It'll come right off. Really? Comes right off. Comes right off. And again, it, it was really, you know, I'm like, okay, that's cool, right? So how can I get it off faster, right? So I went to, I went, I went and took a look around and I found that um, uh, you can use actually a, a tubular lock pick. And, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're everywhere as well. And so a tubular lock pick and a screwdriver, a flathead screwdriver, will remove a mechanical boot off of your car. Wow. Done deal. Done deal. There you go. I say we saved you hundreds of dollars, and that's definitely by not using an insurance company. <laughs> so now the next thing I know that was such a lame ass pun, but listen, oh, well, okay. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because I'm helping people out, right? Yeah. I'm loving and caring and sharing. Yeah. So, so the next thing is the is the car barnacle. Up next is the car barnacle. All right, so this okay. is ridiculous, right? So it, it, it's really truly ridiculous. I don't care how you want to shave it; it looks ridiculous. There were so many ways to defeat this thing, right? And so the first method to defeat it was uh, propositioned by uh, some kids at the University of Oklahoma where they simply turned on the car's defroster, 
right? Warmed up the windshield, and the the car barnacle lost its suction, and you can <laughs> literally throw it off to the side. There is a second mechanism as well because the car barnacle has a tamper alarm on it. So if you move the car, it, it will go. It will it will shriek and make this you know siren sound. Oh God! Yeah, and so. The, the the kids at the University of Oklahoma also figured out how to put aluminum foil over the car barnacle oh. as well, and then you, you you know just heat it up as well, and then you can you know just pop it off so it doesn't that makes sense. Move. Uh, I, you know, and so uh, the manufacturers of the car barnacle ha- have stated that they have made improvements to the device uh, to where it resists those types of attacks, and I was like really interested. I'm like really. A suction cup on glass, you know, that never works out. I don't care how you want to, to face it. It never yeah. works out well. No matter if you're using 700 pounds of pressure or not, mm-hmm. it doesn't work out. You know, so folks, if, if you know, the other way to defeat it, if you want to do it gummo style, get an eight inch hypodermic needle and you're good to go. Ah, oh, there yeah. you go, I right? See. Think yeah. about that. All right. So moving on. There you go. That's how you get car barnacles off your windshield. What the fuck kind of name is a car barnacle? Anyway? Yeah. Can, can we not like so uh, develop stupid shit like that? Yeah. Like we do. Car barnacles. You know, the time it took to develop some shit like that, you could have helped the world. Uh, you know, also, you know how now how to get a car barnacle off your car. And now you know how to get an old fashioned mechanical boot off your car. There is a way to get the New York City boots off your car as well. Maybe you know what we'll do. We'll talk about that on next week's show. Yeah, I think yeah. we should save that. Yeah, we'll save that because you can get those off the car as well. They have a little keypad, so they're yeah. even funner to uh, get off your car. We'll we'll chat about that as well. But uh, listen, speaking of cars, speaking I've of cars, that's one more thing to say. You know, um, the, I wanted to uh, check in with our our um, uh, our hackers mechanic. Uh, you know, the official hacker mechanic. Yeah. Uh, Scotty and see what Scotty has to say about some things because Scotty uh, has um, uh, some interesting perspective on this. So we're going to switch over to Scotty for a few minutes and then we'll be back after Scotty. There's an interesting one that's trying to rip off all your consumers there. Turns out the auto industry has spent more than $25 million lobbying against a bill in Massachusetts that's called the right to repair ballot that they're voting on. It's so that individuals and independent mechanics like myself can get the information wirelessly from the vehicles, the new vehicles to work on. The auto industry has spent 25 million bucks trying to defeat this law because they don't want you or independent mechanics to get this data. They're trying to say, we made it so it's our software. We don't need to share it with anybody. You know, who? What about your hoopla? You don't see that in their car ads where they're smiling by the car. Da, da, da. They don't sign the back. Well, we're going to try to make it so we're the only people that can fix them. And we really rip you off because nobody else has the information to repair them. The whole thing is about people getting the data wirelessly to be able to work on modern cars. Now, all the cars so far, at least, they got an OBD port so you can plug in a scanner, right? Well, they want to make it so that they won't even have the port anymore and you're going to have to interface wirelessly and you're not going to be able to do that because they'll put some kind of a key on it so that you can't access the information wirelessly unless you have their code key and they're only going to give that to their own mechanics 
the dealerships. And like I say, so far, they spent $25 million trying to defeat the law that says everybody should be able to get this information. The more people know about it, the better. That's why I'm talking about it. If in your area they try to make a bill like that, tell your politicians that's BS. You're trying to rip the public off. They'll slide these things in if you don't know about it. But if you find about it, like this bill, you definitely want to vote yes for the bill that they're able to get this information. Don't be fooled by some political ad that says, oh, this is good for your safety. So that's what the auto industry is trying to say. Well, we're going to code all this stuff because then people can't hack in and steal your cars. I mean, come on now. These bumbleheads that they have in the auto industry, if they think that they can fool hackers, if they came out with something, I bet you within a day the hacker could hack right into that system if they wanted to. These computer guys are geniuses, the hackers. And if they make some kind of a system that's supposed to block everybody else, but the dealer mechanics can get it, they'll go outside the dealer mechanics. You can't stop those guys. It's, it's a kind of a scam the auto industry is trying to say, well, we're going to make it safer for you. But on the other hand, they're going to make it safer for them to rip you off fixing your car because nobody else can get the information. Sad. I mean, uh, a couple years ago, Chrysler did it with all their new cars that a regular scan tool won't interface with them. Uh, and you got to have a special scan tool to do it. Now, I'm a professional mechanic, so I got the special thing. And since I've been doing it so long, it only cost me 50 bucks a year extra. I had to join this website and they handle so that you can interface with your fancy scan tools. Now, you got to have this fancy scan tool too. The scan tool that I'm interfacing with it is a $3,500 scan tool. So there's $3,500 for the tool, 50 bucks a year to join this thing so that they say, yes, your legitimate mechanic can la, la, la. You know, you don't want the government getting involved and get your car fixed. Let me tell you, I can see that just another layer of bureaucracy taking their cut and then the dealers saying, oh, we, we, we buy law. We're the only people who can work on your cars. You don't want that. You ever see those laws in your area where they say there's a right to repair bill? Vote for it so everybody can get the information so you can get better car repair at a lower price and not have to go to one place where they got you by the short and curlies can charge you whatever they want. Here's some interesting news. You know, all these corporations get tax breaks and stuff for having businesses. Well, it turns out that Ohio is requiring General Motors to refund tax credits and invest in the Lordstown plant in Ohio, the new one that they're building. They closed the plant in Northeast Ohio, so they want them to put money in. And they also want a refund of $28 million in tax credits that they gave, saying, that, oh, well, we get this tax credit, we're going to keep jobs here forever, and then they moved the jobs away. GM closed their Lordstown, Ohio plant March 2019, and it lost 4,000 jobs. $60.3 million tax credit. And they said that they're going to keep those jobs there, 3,700 of them, until 2028. Well, they shut the plant down, 2019, so they reneged on that deal. That they're investing $71 million in two Ohio plants. And that's going to retain 240 jobs. Ha! They had 4,000 of them that they shut down. And now they're saying, well, we invested 71 million for, and it's retaining 240 jobs. Sounds like something's fishy going on here. They get all these deals and they renege on them and leave on them. Who knows what the end result will be? They're always claiming they're going to do one thing and then they do another. They get all these tax credits and then they just run up and leave. 
I find it interesting that Ohio sued them for that and they want their money back. Good luck getting money from GM. That's all I got to say. You know, they'll do like that other deal. Well, we put $71 million in here and it's holding 240 jobs while they lose 4,000 jobs. It's like they're rearranging the deck while the ship is sinking. And now, of course, they say they're going to make electric batteries, yada, yada, yada. Who knows what's actually going to happen? They couldn't even keep the promise of having 4,000 jobs in Ohio building cars. Who knows where they're going to make electric batteries and if they'll even sell them and if they'll even be competitive. That's way out in the future. All I know is that presently they've screwed the people over. They lost 4,000 jobs and now they claim they're spending 71 million to retain 240 jobs. Phew, boy, we're getting more and more in the stratosphere of BS here. Well, here's an interesting tidbit. It turns out that Ford has cut the prices of their Mustang Mach-E, the first all-electric car that they've built from the ground up, by up to $3,000. The cheaper ones are knocking a thousand bucks off. The more expensive one, they're knocking three off. Now, that of course is their suggested list. From what I find, when they make a new vehicle and using the name Mustang, of course, you know, really, if you think about it, it's kind of a ripoff because it has nothing to do with Mustang. It's an electric vehicle, SUV. It's not a sports car with a gasoline engine, but whatever. If they're popular, I guarantee you when they do start actually selling them to people, which they haven't yet, there's none on the showroom floors, that the dealers will do the usual, mark them up a ton because they're popular and they can sell them all. So they'll just keep raising and jacking up what they want to get for them. I see that all the time with new vehicles. I saw it with Supra. I see it with lots of vehicles. There's only a certain amount of them out there. And if they get real popular, they start charging more for them, just like the Corvette, the mid-engine Corvette. I've had a few customers buy them. And they have this list price of 60000 or whatever. They all paid well over $75,000 for the car. This list price stuff is a lot of nonsense half the time when it comes with a new vehicle like that. But it's kind of interesting that they've cut the price. That's, that's kind of say something. You got to understand these things. Now, they're all made in Mexico. They're made entirely in Mexico. Who knows what kind of quality is going to come out of Mexico. But I find it kind of odd that they're cutting the price of them now. Uh, there must be some reason behind that. They're not going to tell us, of course. Now, the cheapest one is still $42,485. So they're not giving these things away. And it's like half a house. <laughs> And Ford says that they're doing it to become competitive with everybody here. But, I mean, you can't even talk about being competitive yet. This is the first all-electric vehicle they've made. We don't even know how they're going to work. What kind of competition is it going to be? We're not going to know until they're out in the street and people have driven around for a year or two or three and see how the things hauled up. You know, they're basically competing against the Tesla Model Y. But, then again, you know, that's been out a while. It's, people are driving around. You get some kind of feedback here. Nobody knows. You can't talk about competition until they're out there and people are actually driving them around. Asian Boys says, Scotty, what's the worst thing to expect if we combine three-cylinder engine with a turbocharger and GDI? Malaysian car manufacturer Proton makes an SUV called X50 using a turbocharged three-cylinder engine and GDI. Yes, not a smart idea if you want long life. Three-cylinder engines have always had one downfall in that they didn't put out enough power. You put on GDI and a turbocharger, you can get power, you know, you can get a lot of horsepower, but it's not going to last. The smaller the engine, the more you stress it. Turbochargers, which ram more air in, and GDI, which shoot the gasoline at higher pressures, increase the pressure inside the engine. It's going to wear out faster. It's only common 
sense. And it's bad enough now they got these little bitty four-cylinder engines they're doing it through. I've seen 1.1 liter four-cylinder engines with turbochargers and GDI. But you go to three-cylinder, you're straining that smaller engine even more. Not such a smart idea. Now you do get the power and everything. And of course, think about it. Three-cylinders are cheaper to make than four. It's just cheaper to make them. And that's why they're doing it. They probably will never go to two and one because those have such a small amount of power that nobody's going to accept them. Other than the French with their Citroen 2CV. And I mean, they haven't made that for decades. Two little two-cylinders hardly can get out of their own way. The smaller the cylinders, the less the power, the more the strain on the engine to try to get the same horsepower. Even a bigger four-cylinder engine that's turbocharged than GDI. They're using the Ford uh, Explorers. And even the, the cops are using them in their chase vehicles here in Houston. I asked the police. I said, what do you think of those? They said, we think they're terrible. They break all the time. They say, we have old Crown Victoria police cars. And they hardly ever break. They're still going. But these new ones, no. Four-cylinder engine turbocharged, no. They don't like them because they're breaking all the time. Put down to three cylinders, you're going to have more problems. Yeah, so, uh, that, yeah, uh, lots of interesting uh, information from uh, Scotty there. And for more on uh, Scotty, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll actually, um, I'll, I'll, we'll reach out to Scotty and see what uh, other interesting things he has to say. Yeah. Uh, with that, folks, we, we've given you a little car care information this week. And uh, I think, you know, we should actually... Um, you know, do the whole car care thing, you know, where, you know, we talk about how uh, cool, to do cool things with your car. Like how no. to customize it and shit like that? No, never mind. No, yeah, it's whatever. Hey, you know, listen, uh, with that said, it's, uh, you know, you've got the middle of, um, you know, falls here. Autumn is Fa here. Autumn is here. And, you know, we've, we've made it through the summer of the most uh troublesome pandemic uh humanity has witnessed in uh about 100 years or over it's, 100 years it, it's been what a year. quite the shit storm <laughs> it's been interesting for sure and with that folks i wanted to remind you to look out for your neighbor look out for look out for someone who you don't even know right make someone smile try to do something to make someone smile you know there's so much negative crap going on in the world you know with the politicians and and, and the, the the coronavirus and and will this work and that work and and you know we all understand you know including me you know I, yeah and you you too man we we definitely know it's um it, it's really it's really rough tough stuff going on right now and you know we you and I we keep delivering um, groceries each week to uh, the needy families here in the Jacksonville area and yeah. so. Um, and that's what we encourage you to do as well is we encourage you guys to not, you know, yeah, you may not be able to deliver groceries to needy families, but you can do something, something to help someone somewhere to make their life just a little bit better. And that's what I've always asked you guys to do is to use what you've got for something good. And uh, I'm continuing that mission, right? Uh, I want you guys to use your skills for something good make someone make a difference in someone's life some way somehow one way or another what do you think about that man that's, yeah i agree pretty cool stuff man yeah, that's what i'm talking like, about uh, leave leave the place better than what you found it you should always leave anything better than what you found it man and that's that's yeah. you know and if you're not doing that you, you're not doing anything at all man you're, you're taking and you're not giving and so exactly it's not all about taking folks it's about giving and so we gave you some cool information on how to fix your car <laughs> 
Or, or, you know, get out of a jam, so to speak. And so with that, I'm going to split out of here, man. You know, uh, I've got, uh, I've got a wrap. I've got, listen, I also want to wrap. I've got to wrap all this stuff up, man. I've got, <laughs> okay. listen, you know, I've got so many things going on and I uh, wanted to say uh, greetings to uh, Ismail, a member of the, the team. Yeah. Uh, Ismail, it's good to have you here. Uh, and we, we are definitely, I'm definitely, I'm unbelievably stoked that Ismail is on our team now yeah uh, and welcome aboard my man and uh, with that I'm gonna split out of here I uh, wanted to say uh, shouts and greets to everybody I love you all very much too many names to mention too many names to mention but I love you all so much please help somebody do something for somebody with that said peace out and we will see you guys next week later